Let's talk some inflation and what it all means for the markets with Anastasia Amoroso, Chief Investment Strategist at iCapital. Hey there, Anastasia. Happy Friday. Good to see you. Hi. Good to see you, Caroline. Happy Friday to you. So, Anastasia, recession fear is creeping back into this market. J.P. Morgan saying its central case is a mild recession. This despite the fact that the CPI data actually was reigniting hopes of a soft landing. So which camp are you in? Where are we heading? Well, frankly, I'm surprised that the markets are surprised with the guidance that we saw from J.P. Morgan or other banks that, you know, recession is the base case scenario. You know, the reason I'm surprised by that is because if you look at the G GDP consensus uh, for this year, it's not looking for much. People, the economists are looking for zero to slightly negative GDP growth for the bulk of the year. And that's what the banks are basing their outlooks on as well. So I don't necessarily think that we got any new information of whether this economy is headed for a recession or not. I think the banks are market to market to what their economists are saying and they're positioning for that conservatively. But there's clearly, Caroline, a tug of war going on between, on the one hand, we have to deal with the second order effects of Fed tightening, which might be a recession. But on the other hand, we've got inflation that seemingly is easing, easing and that easing is happening more broadly, uh, and, and that's a positive for the market. So, you know, I don't know that you can pick sides here. I don't know that you can, you know, pick a camp, but I think this market is going to continue to be pulled in different directions. One disconnect, I will tell you, Caroline, that I do worry about is the Fed repeatedly keeps telling the markets that they want to get to 5% or higher and stay there. And if you look at the Fed fund futures, we're once again discounting that. You know, we're below 5% on Fed funds rate in terms of implied Fed funds rate. And even a bank like JP Morgan is penciling in two rate cuts towards the end of the year. So that tells me that there's probably a disconnect between the market rallying, you know, and the expectations for the bond market and what the Fed might actually do. So that's a bit of an uncomfortable feeling at this very juncture for the markets. And we know the Fed wants to get inflation back to its 2% target. When do you see that happening? Well, uh, it depends on what measure you look at. Um, so first of all, one great development this week is if you look at the CPI inflation, the headline, the fact that it's declined 0.1%, that does month over month, that does actually put us on the trajectory towards 2% by the middle of this year, which is phenomenal. So we could see a, a very significant downward trend in uh, headline inflation, but that's headline. But if you look at the core CPI number growing 0.3% month over month, that still does not get us on track to 2% by middle of this year or even by the end of it. It gets us on track to about 4% versus the 5.7 that we had year over year in this last sprint. So that's, again, the worry is that, you know, while the market is really cheering the fact that headline inflation coming down, the fact that core CPI is still not quite on the trajectory to 2%, that might be a problem for the Fed. And this is this type of market where, you know, the markets are trying to get ahead of themselves, but the Fed over and over again will likely step in and remind the markets is the core that they're focused on and shelter is still sticky. Uh, wage growth is still sticky for now. So that's where the Fed is likely to focus on and dampen market sentiment here. And this is a market that now just won't be focusing on the Fed and inflation and recession risk, but also now earnings season kicking off doesn't appear to be a positive catalyst for the markets today, even despite some better than expected reports. Do you think earnings season will be a headwind or a tailwind for this market? 
actually think that earnings might end up being okay, Caroline. And the reason I say that is if you look at the earnings cuts that we have gotten so far since last quarter, uh, earnings estimates have been revised lower by six and a half percentage points. And that is below what is typical on a one-year, one 10-year, 20-year average because analysts always cut back those earnings estimates, but they really cut them back this time. And if you look at certain components of the S&P, you know, energy, of course, is the strong performer and the expectations there are strong. But if you look at Infotech, if you look at communication services, if you look at consumer discretionary, if you look at financials, we have meaningfully reset those expectations lower. So I think that companies might actually be okay in terms of delivering on what is a much, much lower bar. So if earnings may come in better than expected, can you make the case that this stocks can move higher? Look, near term, I am concerned about the next Fed meeting uh, because, you know, the, once again, the Fed keeps trying to tell the markets that 5% is the destination and they're going to stay there. So I think that's kind of the immediate headwind. But if I were to look past that and say, you know, are there any reasons for optimism for the stock market? I think they are. So first of all, as I mentioned, the recession that everybody's talking about, the slowdown that everybody's talking about, I think is increasingly discounted in consensus growth estimates. I also think it's probably discounted at least partially in earnings estimates. For example, you know, typically in a recession, we cut down earnings estimates by 13%. So far, they have been cut by 8% for 2023. So we have reset lower. So, you know, maybe we have priced in kind of a big portion of the slowdown. So that's a silver lining. And by the way, Caroline, the time you want to invest is not when the manufacturing gauges are, you know, 55 or 60 and we're solidly in the expansion. The time you want to think about investing is when we were on the other side and when data has softened. And data has softened already a lot. So I view that as a positive for stocks. You know, the other thing that I would cite is inflation. Even though I think the Fed is going to try their hardest to push back on inflation easing narrative, I think the reality is inflation is easing and will over the coming months. And even the job markets that's so strong today, um, I mean, the fact that layoffs are happening is actually easing wage pressure. It means that companies are willing to offer less and employees are willing to accept less. So that should also, uh, you know, portend well for inflation over the coming months. So you take that and you take the fact that companies are starting to focus on margins and you take the fact that we've had a massive reset in valuations across the board. Those are some of the positives for the market. And, you know, I think those are some of the reasons for investors to step in. Okay. So where should investors be stepping in? Where are you comfortable putting money to work right now? Would you maybe buy the dip that we're seeing in the financials? Uh, I don't know if financials would be the top trade right now, uh, Caroline. The, the reason I say that is because it might be for now sort of as good as it gets for financials in terms of net interest margin. I actually worry that the net interest margin is not going to be as good going forward because the deposit betas are going to catch up and the capital markets are not quite back yet. Uh, but things that I would be looking at would actually be in technology, for example. You've seen a massive recent evaluation of semiconductors and in terms of performance, in terms of valuation, and also in terms of earnings estimate revisions as well. And by the way, semiconductors have been one of the top performing groups so far this year. I think as China comes back online, and as we discount some of the inventory issues, um, that's a positive for semis. You know, software, we've seen a massive reset in valuations in software stocks. And for companies that 
still are making money and have a path to profitability, I like those. Uh, and then eventually consumer discretionary will be the sector to watch as well. As inflation eases, consumers have a little bit more room to breathe. I think that's maybe the story of the second half of the year. So. It's not that you want to put all your money to work now, but I think what you want to say is I want to commit to investing throughout 2023. I want to be deliberate. I want to be methodical. I want a dollar cost average. And you may not pick the exact point, but I think if you do that along the way, you will pick up some pretty great valuation opportunities. All right, we have to leave it there. Anastasia Amoroso, appreciate those picks and your insights. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you.